Sandra. We're in Amos chapter 8 tonight. Going through the book of Amos, verse by verse, on Sunday nights to work our way through the minor prophets. Amos chapter 8, verse 1 Thus hath the Lord showed unto me, and behold, a basket of summer fruit. And he said, Amos, what seest thou? And I said, a basket of summer fruit. Then said the Lord unto me, the end is come upon my people of Israel. I will not again pass by them uh, any more. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you uh, for your word. I thank you, uh, dear God, that as we are seeking you, you do open our eyes to help us understand and, and apply the scriptures. And we, we pray that you would help us in that always as we receive your word, Father. Uh, whether it be reading ourselves, whether it be in services like this, Father. And, and uh, we thank you that it's a living word. It's a life-changing word. And, and God, we praise you for that. Uh, we thank you for the good services this morning, uh, for your word going forth, dear God, and for the opportunities that we've had to hear and receive and, uh, and again, uh, apply it to our hearts and lives. And thank you for the, our prayers uh, request that we can lay before you, God, knowing uh, you will care for them uh, for, for our good and for your glory. And, and God, tonight, once again, I, I ask for the filling of your spirit. Please help me to minister to your church. Fill my wife with your spirit in the nursery tonight, watching the children, God. I thank you for each one here with us uh, tonight, each one here with us online. And God, uh, might, you, might your presence just be known in our hearts. And, uh, and might we just draw closer to you day by day as we, as we look for your coming. And Father, we pray, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> All right. So last week uh, we finished Amos chapter 7. Amos began uh, uh, seeing some visions uh, that uh, some ways in which God might judge Israel. Uh, Amos interceded uh, for Israel. Those judgments uh, did not come. And uh, we believe uh, uh, it seems that from the tech, the context, that was the intercession of the prophet. Amen. It was, it was a, a man of God standing in the gap. And, uh, and, uh, and so uh, uh, that was a blessing for that. Otherwise, the judgment would have come earlier uh, than it did. Uh, yet God did tell Amos that judgment was, uh, was going to come. Uh, Amos was interrupted in his prophecies by Amaziah, uh, who, uh, who accused him before the king and twisted his words, uh, trying to get him in trouble with Jeroboam, a king of Israel at that time. And uh, so uh, Amos addressed that. Amos said, I recognize where he, where he came from. He was a sheep uh, a shepherd and, and wasn't even a prophet. He was called from the flock, and, and he's speaking what God told him to speak. And so after that interruption uh, by Amaziah there in the end of uh, chapter 7 there, Amos continues now with the visions that God has given him here uh, in, uh, in, in verse 8. And God asks him, what does he see? He says, it's a basket of summer fruit. The Lord said unto me, the end has come upon my people of Israel. I will not again pass by them anymore. And the songs of the temple shall be howlings in that day, saith the Lord God. There shall be many dead bodies in every place. They shall cast them forth uh, with silence. <clears throat> so God is going to send, uh, send uh, judgment 
upon is the northern kingdom of Israel. Now he sees this basket of summer fruit. What do we know about summer fruit? Well, uh, uh, when you get the summer fruit, you are coming to the you are coming to the end of the harvest. There's going to be no more fruit. <laughs> it, it, it's harvest season when you've got the summer fruit. That's how God sees Israel at this point. Uh, he has been begging and begging and begging and preaching and preaching and preaching. And now they've just said, go away, prophet. Go into another land. And so God sees them as summer fruit. Your, it, your, your fruitful season is ending. Uh, ju judgment time is coming. And, uh, and so we see that. Another thing that we see about, that we know about summer fruit is, it's fully ripe. And so it will be quick to spoil. It'll not be good for long. And, uh, and that's the same situation that the northern kingdom was in. After all the preaching, after all the rejecting of the preaching, uh, God says the time has come. Uh, they, they were actually in, in kind of a, a blessed situation in the fact that God had, had, had ex uh, extended their borders. Now he did send uh, you know, some, some drought and uh, some things uh, during this time. They had some problems and, and such. But, uh, but uh, there were some blessings there even in the midst of their wickedness. Uh, God's like that, you know. And, uh, uh, but, uh, but now the judgment's going to come and, uh, and it is going to uh, be uh, measured out. We saw God using the plumb line, measuring out his judgment. It'll be exactly just. It'll be exactly what's needed for his plan. And, uh, and uh, so he will, he will accomplish, uh, accomplish that. Now the Hebrew here uses a play on words that kind of magnifies this 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 comparison here. He says he says that they're a basket of summer fruit. He says the end has come. Uh, the Hebrew word there for uh, for uh, for summer fruit is kites, and the word and the word for end is kat kets. And so he puts the two words together. So in the Hebrew, it has an even even magnified idea of this is the same idea. You are the summer fruit. And, uh, and, uh, and it's going to come to an end. And so uh, it, this ripe food is, is soon to be thrown out and rotten. Israel is soon to be removed from the land. Uh, and uh, the end of harvest, no more fruit to come. Now, of course, uh, uh, Brother Travis and I were talking, God has always reserved a remnant and always, uh, it will, it will of, his, uh, of Israel. Uh, even uh, when uh, they crucified the Lord, uh, Paul said, what? Yet there's a remnant. There was a remnant of Israel that went, what? They went on into the church. Why? Because they believed and, and they received the Lord. So the remnant of Israel uh, is within the church right now. And, uh, and uh, uh, where, where the church and Israel are, are in, no, no, not neither Jew nor Gentile, bond nor free, uh, we're in the church age now. But uh, God's not done with Israel, with Israel yet. He's going to send this, the, these trials, these struggles. Uh, and uh, the singing is going to be turned into howling. And, and uh, many dead bodies every place. And she'll cast them forth with silence. Verse 4. Hear this, O ye that swallow up the needy, even to make the poor of the land to fail. And uh, here we have again reference to this, this unbridled covetousness. That they're you know, going to all extensive wickedness to take advantage of even the poor to increase their wealth and and uh, it's interesting that uh, he says he says hear this you that swallow up the needy even to make the poor of the land fail uh, and I was think as I was thinking of that scripture uh, came to mind where, where God said that uh, uh, there were going to be times uh, when 
he, when Israel, God would bless them so much that there would be no poor in the land. Uh, they were supposed to remember the poor, he says, and give to the poor in certain ways. He said, except there would be when there's times that you're so blessed that they're not in the land. And uh, uh, Deuteronomy 15 uh, uh, talks about that. And, uh, and Deuteronomy 15:4, he says, Save when there shall be no poor among you. For the Lord shall greatly bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance uh, to possess it. So uh, it was possible for them that through godliness, through following the, uh, uh, the, the commands of God, through listening to his prophets, they would be so blessed that, there'd be no, that the, there would be no poor in the land at certain times. But here, this is quite the opposite, isn't it? Uh, they are running in the opposite direction, and uh, they are actually consuming the poor. They're taking everything they can get from them. If they can't get the silver, they'll get a pair of shoes. And, uh, and, so, uh, and so the poor are fainting, or, or, fail, or rather failing, disappearing from the land. Failing like the, you know, like the streams through the mountain. And when the snow comes, the streams run down the mountain there in, in the springtime. But they eventually, the Bible talks about them failing. They eventually disappear and vanish. Well, the poor are about to disappear and, disappear and vanish for the persecution that's upon them. Uh, from, from the oppressive rich uh, and such. And what a, what a difference. Uh, than, than what God would, would, ha, would, would have desired. And uh, uh, what, what a difference. They're going to disappear from, uh, from the crushing oppression, from being, from leading to deprivation, starvation, uh, going where they have to go. Uh, verse 5, uh, the, these, these folks, they say, they, they, they do all this, swallow up the needy, even to make the poor of the land to fail, saying, when will the new moon be gone? that we may eat, we sell corn, and the Sabbath, that we may set forth wheat, making the ephah small and the shekel great, and falsifying the balances of the sea. And so we see that uh, these uh, uh, covetous idolaters uh, forsaking God, uh, even though their holy days are really profane counterfeits, of what uh, God had in, in the Mosaic law because remember this is the northern kingdom and they, they've departed their own little scheme to try and keep people away from Jerusalem and such so they're doing their thing kind of a kind of a shell of what kind of mimic Moses in some places here and there so even though, uh, though their holy days are their, their profane counterfeits of those given by the Mosaic law yet they were even eager to get them over with <laughs> Uh, so they could get back to work again and, and get back to their stealing and, and cheating and, and robbing and the building of their bank accounts. Uh, they, didn't even, they weren't even interested in keeping their own uh, days that they made up. They wanted to get back to work and, uh, and, you know, and, and, and make that, 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 that money, abusing people, stealing, robbing. Uh, what, a, what a sad, uh, what a sad uh, testimony there. Uh, of course, uh, during the times of the new moon, which is the first of the month and the Sabbath days in the Mosaic law, uh, they would have times, you know, when they would go to the feast, they were to lay aside th their work and such and take that time off on the Sabbath uh, and, not, and not be involved in that buying and selling. And uh, not so with these. Uh, one commentator says, So greedy are they of unjust gain, they cannot even spare a single day, how, however sacred, from pursuing it. Uh, and uh, and uh, they're strange. They, uh, and I like the, the, this comment here. This comment here. He says, "They that are strangers to God, and enemies 
he says they are strangers to God and enemies to themselves who love market days better than Sabbath days and they who have lost piety will not long keep honesty isn't that true and uh, it's a downward spile uh, their Sabbaths were to be kept you know without working uh, and without uh, the, the pursuing you know of, uh, of uh, financial gain we see that uh, in uh, uh, the, the honors that's to be given uh, to business and such that God sees what's going on here in Israel Leviticus 19.35 ye shall do no unrighteousness in judgment in meat yard, in weight or in measure just balances, just weights a just ephah and a just hinge shall ye have I am the Lord your God which brought you out of the land of Egypt and uh, and so uh, you know what what uh, you know what did they do? <coughs> Just down here. <coughs> they were making what the ephah small and the shekel great. They were falsifying their balances. At times they would have the they would weigh the the grain or such. They would even weigh the shekel at times, and that's how they would buy and sell by weight. But they had their balances, their weights, whatever they were using, fixed so that it favored them. And uh, what a sad thing. When they weighed the grain which they purchased, their scales falsified to weigh the grain lighter. Uh, and uh, they had that uh, fixed. When they weighed their money used to purchase the grain, their scales were falsified to, 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 uh, to weigh the money heavier. And so uh, they're, 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 getting, uh, uh, they're going to get uh, a... Uh, uh, they're going to rob in one way or the other, whether it's the lighter wheat or, or, the, or, or, or the, you know, the over-measuring of their money. One way or the other, they were thieves in the transaction and perhaps both at the same time, you know, getting, double, uh, getting, get, getting double at the end of it. And uh, they were doing that kind of thing. And, uh, and they, were not to not, they were to be honoring uh, God's days. Remember when Nehemiah... Uh, was uh, sent to Jerusalem for the rebuilding uh, of the walls and, and the great revival came there and, and one of the things that he did was, was to, to get them back to honoring the Sabbath and putting aside their, their prophet seeking and making to, to have a day to, to, to worship God and, if he, and, uh, and in Nehemiah 10.31 the Bible says if the people of the land bring where of any victuals on the Sabbath day to sell that we would not buy it of them on the Sabbath or on the holy day, and that we would leave the seventh year and the exaction of every debt, every seventh year, uh, those among Israel who could not uh, pay the debt, the, uh, their debts, that was a debt to be forgiven. Another one of those things, Brother Chris was talking about this morning, a way that God, a way that God took of, uh, care, you know, care of the poor uh, through, through Israel. And through their ministering and giving, giving and, and, and for giving and forgiving, you know, uh, of one another and providing uh, for uh, for uh, one another uh, in uh, honoring the Sabbath. In, in Isaiah fifty-eight thirteen, uh, Isaiah is calling them to repentance to revival. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day. Uh, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord honorable, and shalt honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words. 
and uh, that's uh, that would be a step for revival uh, for them if if they would do that. You know, we how many times have you heard somebody we invite somebody to church? You know, oh, that's my only day off. You know, and uh, work uh, all these days. That's my only day off. Well, uh, what day do you give God? You know, and uh, what time do you spend? Did you set aside a day for God? I think that's a principle. You know, God. You know, God set aside that that day of rest uh, before the law of Moses. That was done in creation. Okay. And, uh, and by the way, he didn't do that because he, he needed it. By the way, he continued to work on the Sabbath, and so did Jesus. Uh, he did that, why? Because we needed it, amen? And, uh, and so that's something that you know, we ought to be, be, ought to be careful about and uh, rest. Is, I'm not saying that, that, you know, uh, that you know, if, if, if you ever work on, on, the, on, on a Sunday or something, that you're on God, you're out of the will of God. I'm not saying that. Uh, there, there's times that you know God called, calls. I mean, even the Mosaic Law, the priests. What did they do? They worked on the they worked on the Sabbath, didn't they, with the sacrifices and such? And Jesus pointed that out. There's a time uh, to work, and, and there's a time to set aside. And God directs us by His Spirit in those things as believers, and we are to do what's right and uh, and follow the Lord in that. And they 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 do all this in verse six that we may buy the poor for silver. And the needy for a pair of shoes, yea, and sell the refuse uh, of the wheat. So what are they doing with this cheating and robbing? They're literally taking everything that the poor has, so that they have to give themselves over as slaves, and uh, they, in a sense, own the poor uh, because uh, you know because of the of the debt that they are that they are laying on him on them. Uh, and uh, kind of putting their, their brethren selling themselves into slavery in direct defiance of, Levit of Leviticus 25, uh, 39, the very thing for which God will bring judgment down uh, and uh, uh, selling their brothers into slavery and such. Uh, in Amos, matter of fact, in Amos 2, 6, we saw uh, that earlier as we, as we started out in Amos uh, 2, 6. Thus saith the Lord, three transgressions of Israel and for four I will not turn away the punishment thereof because they sold the righteous for silver and the poor for a pair of shoes and so we have that have that repeated here uh, for us in Amos, in, in, in Amos uh, chapter 8 uh, uh, 8 uh, as well uh, and so uh, God is saying uh, verse, uh, verse 7 uh, the Lord has sworn by the excellency of Jacob Surely I will never forget any of their works. Uh, now there's some uh, di disagreement. There's some. Well, let me say various uh, various comments on what the excellency of Jacob there is. Some say God is uh, swearing by Himself. Uh, some say God is swearing by Messiah. Of course, that that would be indistinguishable from the first. I would think. Uh, some say God is swearing by the temple, Jerusalem. Uh, some say uh, God is swearing uh, by Israel as a favored nation. And, uh, and I kind of think it's the latter uh, here. And my reason for that is, is what we read earlier in Amos uh, regarding the excellency of, uh, of Jacob here. In Amos chapter 6 in verse, uh, in, in, uh, in verse 8, uh, we read, The Lord God has sworn by himself. Okay, there's God sworn by himself. Uh, Say, uh, uh, saith the Lord God of hosts, uh, I abhor the excellency of Jacob. Did you get that? Uh, I abhor the excellency of Jacob. 
I hate his palaces, therefore will I deliver up the city with all that is, that is therein. So Israel had this false uh, presupposition that, well, since we're God's chosen people, all is always going to be flowering well with us. And so what does God say? No, you're my chosen people, but because you're my chosen people, to whom much is given, much is required. And right now, frankly, let me tell you, I abhor my chosen people. <laughs> I, I am abhorring the ones that I've chosen because of what they're doing and how they're living. And so because of that, this judgment is going to come. And uh, he's requiring more of them because of their privileged position and because of all that they've had through the prophets and the scriptures uh, and all of that. With great privilege comes, of course, great responsibility. <clears throat> and he says, Surely I will never forget any uh, of their works and we think about that uh, God is not going to uh, forget uh, forget their works you know works are going to be involved in the judgment of everyone uh, works uh, th for believers are remembered thankfully it's our works for the Lord that are remembered uh, he, he will not forget them he won't even forget the giving of a glass of water uh, that is done uh, with, 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 with in the right measure and, uh, of course, uh, God here is speaking of their, their ill works. <laughs> their, their, their evil works are not going to be forgotten. They're going to be uh, judged. Now, we know that the only way for our evil works to be forgotten of God is what? To get them under the blood. Amen? And, uh, and once we're saved, those are forgotten. Uh, those are not remembered as far as, as, far as our, our case goes. But there is works, uh, and, uh, and that's involved in the judgment of all. Uh, Matthew 12, 36, I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Uh, and uh, for by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. That's an awesome thought to think of. You, do you realize that God could go to every single individual and by their own words, he could prove to them that they got saved. He could prove to them that, that they, made, they, they made a decision for Christ. He could, he could again take the words of every lost person, and by their own words, he could prove they, they, that they rejected Christ, and uh, that they did not receive him. And, uh, and, uh, and so he's, uh, our words very likely are going to come up, in perhaps now again our sins are covered uh, and uh, uh, but you know regarding loss of rewards perhaps they may come up uh, uh, works done with also with you know ill motives and such like such like that but uh, uh, good works being involved in, ju in, in judgment uh, and Second uh, uh, Corinthians 11 5 uh, the Bible talks about uh, Satan making himself an an angel uh, appear as an angel of light and, and uh, he goes on in, in verse 15 uh, therefore it's no great thing if his ministers be transformed as ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works talking about of course the wicked there uh, and uh, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 so we as believers know that our works are dealt with where in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 our, we, we will be judged or in, in a good sense uh, judged for our works will be rewarded for those things that we have done for the, the rather that let's put it this way rather that we have allowed the Lord to do through us 
uh, and, uh, and those things that he has done through us, we will be rewarded for. Uh, and, uh, and so we, we look forward to that. Uh, there's, there's, that there's that judgment there. Uh, in Matthew uh, uh, 25, we have the judgment of the nations. And there uh, we have uh, lost and saved. We have goats and sheep gathered together. Uh, and what do we hear? You know, you, 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 I was sick and in prison. You visited me and, and, uh, and that. So, so uh, works are a reflection of whether you were a believer or not. And, uh, and those who were not believers, what reflected that in, uh, in their negligence of God's people. And uh, those who were reflected that in the love of the brethren. And, uh, and so uh, that judgment there, at the end of that, the, those cast, those who, who, uh, who, who uh, are revealed as unsaved, what? They don't go into the millennium, they're cast away. Those who, who are saved do go on in, in, into the millennium. So, so works are mentioned in, the, in, in that judgment, I think more there as an evidence uh, uh, of their stand. And then the, all the lost, of course, are at the what? The great white throne judgment. And that's you know uh, that's uh, right after uh, you know right before the, the new heavens and new earth there, and uh, the Bible says in Revelation twenty thirteen the sea gave up the dead which were in it, death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to what their works. Uh, all the lost will be judged according to their works. Uh, some will receive a worse hell uh, than others. You say explain that preacher can't explain it. <laughs> Uh, I just know that uh, there, there, there are, there are uh, degrees there. You know, Jesus talked about those who, 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 uh, who uh, confronted him, those who uh, made themselves enemies of the gospel, made those who made their disciples twofold more the child of hell than themselves, uh, have a place, uh, are going to be condemned to the lowest hell. And uh, so there is a great, there is a, there is a great uh, uh, there's some difference in judgment as well and it's not some people think well the, the hardest judgment hell is going to be you know for the you know for the jeffrey dahmers and for the and for and for the hitlers and all that no i think it has to do with how much light you reject uh the more light you reject uh the more you'll be account you'll you more you'll be held accountable for in hell even the lost and so uh uh well we we we, we see uh, we, we, we see that, you know, uh, we, Jesus talked about, you know, the, the servant who had done wrong but didn't knew little. He, got, he, what, he received few stripes, but the knew, knew better received, you know, many stripes and such. There's, uh, there's indications there uh, for that. Uh, so our works are judged, thankfully, in 1 Corinthians 3.13 for rewards. And uh, tribulation uh, 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 folks, nations are judged, Matthew 25, uh, Great White Throne, Revelation chapter uh, 20. Uh, verse 8 of Amos 8 here. Shall not the land tremble for this? And everyone mourn that dwelleth therein? It shall rise up holy as a flood. It shall be cast out and drowned as by the flood of Egypt. <clears throat> so, shall not it be cast out and drowned? Uh, I think it's kind of talking out the land, the land casting them out there. Uh, they're going to be cast out, swept away. Uh, uh, so one commentator says, perhaps, uh, perhaps uh, as uh, as a land adjoining the, uh, the Nile River, when when flooding the Nile River rises in about 20 feet, and the waters cast out mire and dirt and such. Uh, I I rather think because of the last phrase he says, he says, uh, and it shall be cast out and drowned as by the flood of Egypt. I kind of think you might be reporting, pointing to the crossing of the Red Sea. 
uh, only this time he's, he's, he's referring to what happened to the enemies uh, during that time, to, to those who were actually judged uh, in, in that judgment uh, of the Red Sea. Uh, you remember what happened there? Uh, the God parted a wall on each side, and what? And when the when it was just the Egyptians left in, what happened? The waters fell, and and what did the Israelites see? Uh, dead bodies along the bank, uh, washed up along the bank, kind of spewed out by, by the river that, that that came crushing down on them, and uh, uh, and so it may be an indication of uh, that kind of uh, of judgment uh, coming their way. Uh, Isaiah fifty-seven twenty. But the wicked are like the troubled sea, which it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. And I couldn't help uh, when he says, uh, he says, uh, uh, the land, he says, uh, shall not the land tremble for this? Everyone and everyone mourn that dwelleth therein. And it, it seems like he's talking about the land there, shall rise up holy as a flood. And it shall be cast, and and it shall be cast out and drowned by the flood of Egypt. So it seems like he's talking about the wickedness there in the land trembling. And when I thought of that, the, when I was thinking about that, the verse came to mind in uh, in Leviticus chapter twenty and verse twenty-two. Uh, God says to them, "Ye shall therefore keep all my statutes and all my judgments, and do them." that the land whither I bring you to dwell therein spew you not out. Did you get that? Uh, and I, I thought about that picture there. And that's pretty much exactly what's pictured in what Amos is saying here. The land is trembling. You, you feel like the land is getting sick. It's starting to shake. Uh, and, he, and he goes on, goes on to say, everyone, everyone that and, every, and everyone mourn that dwelleth therein. Every, you're, you're getting ready to get sick. What? You're, everything inside your stomach is mourning, isn't it? And saying, saying this isn't good. Something's going to happen. And pretty soon, what? It's all spewed out. You know, and uh, it's kind of what God, I think God's picturing there, this judgment to come, just exactly as, as, he, said, as he said it would happen. And, of course, by his grace, he will, he will bring them back to the land in his time in the manner which he said he would. And uh, I think we have to see that yet to come. Uh, in verse, uh, verse 9, And it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord God, that I will cause the sun to go down at noon, and I will darken the earth in a clear day. Now, uh, some uh, see the term uh, appear here in verse 9, It shall come to pass in that day. And that day often appears, of, uh, often appears in reference to, of course, the day of the Lord. Uh, you know, the uh, beginning, you know, at the, the, the tribulation period after the rapture and, and, and beyond there, and especially the, the judgments and such, and such part of it there. Uh, and some, some think there, there is a reference to that because of, because of, because of the celestial uh, uh, disturbances there. It'll cause the sun to go down. Uh, at noon, and I will darken the earth in, in in the clear day, and that very well could be could be have a reference to that. Uh, many times, uh, as as we know, uh, Old Testament prophets can have double references uh, and meanings and such. Uh, others have noted that uh, that it has been calculated that there were two eclipses during the time of Amos, so it actually also could have been an actual eclipse, uh, and uh, and that that's a possibility too. 
uh, just some things to, uh, uh, to think about uh, there. Uh, verse 10, And I will turn your feasts into mourning and your songs into lamentations. And I will bring up uh, sackcloth upon all loins and baldness upon every head. And I will make it as the mourning of an only son and, and, and the end thereof as a bitter day. And so uh, what were the feasts? They were designed what? For, for them to have that fellowship, to get together, worship God. And they were designed, frankly, for celebration. It was to be a time of, uh, uh, of, uh, of celebration. And uh, uh, I, I think of the Feast of Tabernacles. You know, we, we, we try to go camping once a year. We, we didn't go last year. and We don't go every year. But we try to go at least, at least once a year. And, uh, and I like to remind uh, the family that God made Israel go camping once a year, the Feast of Tabernacles. <laughs> uh, they were supposed to go out and build, uh, you know, build tabernacles. Uh, we don't have any, uh, any record, I think, of them ever doing it, perhaps before, uh, uh, I think maybe they, maybe they did it in Nehemiah, in the time of Nehemiah, I can't remember. Uh, but, uh, but we don't have any time of them, any record of them keeping the actual bill, going out and gathering those boughs and stuff and, and those, of the trees and staying in the streets. Uh, perhaps they did. We, just, we don't have a record that tells us they did in, in, in the Feast of, Taber, of Tabernacles there. Uh, but uh, uh, that, that would be like camping. And, uh, but uh, in Deuteronomy 12.5, uh, God says he's going to have a place for them to come. Of course, the city that he chose was Jerusalem for them. And uh, they would bring their, uh, for, to put his name there. And, and uh, they would come there for the feast and stuff. Also, he said, he said, you'll bring your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, your heave offerings. Uh, uh, your free will offerings and, uh, and, and on and on with the herds and flocks. And he says, And there shall ye eat before the Lord your God, and ye shall rejoice in all that ye put your hand unto. Uh, ye and your households, wherein the Lord thy God hath blessed thee. God wants us to rejoice. Uh, and, uh, you know, you ought to enjoy what God's given you, uh, He's given it to you. And we ought to enjoy the things that God has given us. You know, if we are uh, seeking the Lord, if we are trying to do with what he's given us, what he wants us to do, uh, we ought to be enjoying what God, what has God given us. You know, we're given as he directs and sending it where he, then we, then we ought to enjoy also what God's given us. Amen. Uh, for a man to enjoy his portion, the Bible talks about that, is, is, is of the Lord, Ecclesiastes and such. Uh, but their face is going to be turned to mourning. Again, an opposite, so many opposites we see uh, day and night between what God wanted, what it could have been, and what their rejection of God has brought it to. Uh, and, uh, and, and so they're going to be turned into bitter mourning. How, how, how bitter? The mourning uh, as of an only son. And uh, that, that's bitter. Uh, that's bitter enough in these days. In those days, uh, the son, you know, was the was the continuer of the family often, and and inheritance was involved in that. So uh, uh, many times, the uh, the son would be would be left to provide, you know, for for for, for a widow and such. Or those those of the family that needed help, and so it was a greater thing uh, to 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 lose an, to lose an only son. In as far as the culture goes, uh, uh, in their day, it was a bitter morning. Zechariah uses the same term. I will pour upon the house of David, upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Of course, here is when they recognize, uh, as they're repenting, that they crucified their Savior. 
uh, uh, I will pour upon the house of David upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. They shall look upon me, God says, whom they have pierced, uh, and they shall mourn for him. Me is God, whom they pierced. Him is Christ, uh, who, it, during the time he's talking about, whom they have pierced. And uh, he says, They shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. Uh, when they come to that repentance, in their heart, they're gonna, it's going to be hard for them to believe they crucified their own Messiah. And, uh, and it's going to be a great, a great, a great mourning there. Uh, verse 11 continues, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from north even to the east, and they shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Uh, now, there's some difference of opinions on when it says there should be a famine uh, for uh, not, not, uh, not a, a bread uh, nor water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. Some picture it as uh, the prophets being removed, being taken away. The, since you don't want Amos here, okay, there's going to be a time in your land when there won't be any prophets pro proclaiming the word. You won't hear these proclamations. Of course, they had, they had the scriptures. Now, we have the full scriptures, don't we? <laughs> Uh, each one of these only had the scriptures up, 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 to, up to the time that that prophet wrote, obviously. Uh, so uh, so uh, 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 would there come a time, perhaps, when folks aren't preaching the word uh, as they should be. You're not hearing it. You can't, you can't, uh, you're not going to hear it in that way. Others have said, well, it's not, the it's not the hearing in just the hearing a sound sense. It's the hearing and receiving and understanding. In other words, it's not the lack of preaching, it's the lack of the listener hearing. It's the lack of receiving the word. Some have used that and, uh, and, and, and said it's that. There's a certain way to hear the word and to receive it. And we understand that. 1 Thessalonians 2.13, it says, For this cause, Paul writes, Also thank we God without ceasing, because that when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, you, how, how did they hear it? You know, Jesus said, take heed how you hear. Uh, he said, what you hear, what you heard of us, uh, you receive it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. And yes, we ought to hear it that way. We ought to receive it that way. But simply because of the way it's put here, I think he's just talking about removing the prophets from the land. Because he says, what does he say? He says, they shall wander from sea to sea, from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord uh, and shall not find it. So I think the, the obvious meaning to me is, is that God at, at some point, okay, I, I won't have my, my prophets will quit speaking to you for a while. And uh, yeah, they would have some scriptures and such, but but uh, you know, but but how many of those that, that are in the case that these are are, are reading those scriptures? You know, uh, those prophets came along. Israel had a lot of scriptures with them when the prophets came along, but the, the prophets came along why to 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 put forth yes more scripture, but to bring them back to the scriptures they were ignoring. Uh, so if those prophets didn't come, what they, they could be they could be in in in, in dire straits. And simply because of the plain reading of the text there, I think that's the case. Uh, that uh, they want Amos to go away. Okay, there will be a time when you'll look for a prophet, you know, uh, and, uh, and you won't find one. You know, I, I, and as I was thinking about it, I was thinking about King Saul. 
you know, uh, uh, the, the picture of, uh, of a saved person living in the flesh, you know. And uh, he, always, he, he, he wanted to hear God, but he wanted to do his thing too. He tried to ride the fence, you know. And when the Philistines came along and Samuel had died, what was Samuel looking for? I mean, uh, Saul looking for? A word from God. Oh, I need a word from the Lord. But what? But the Lord answered him not. He, what, he, what he was doing, he was searching for a word from the Lord. But he couldn't find any. And so he went to a medium. And Samuel came up and said, I'll give you the word of the Lord. You're going to be with me tomorrow, you know. And, uh, and so uh, uh, and that was, that was a sad thing. He was being chastened, uh, chastened for his sin. But so, and, and even with Saul, we kind of see both meanings there. Because Saul was what? Saul wasn't a good receiver like those in Thessalonica, was he? Saul, when he received the word, he, he, he received it with partiality, didn't he? Well, I'll keep this and this and I'll throw out that. So Saul himself had some hearing problems when it comes to receiving the word. So he had both problems. <laughs> he was looking for the Lord to say something and he himself had a problem in how he received it. So maybe there's a mixture of both there, uh, you know, when we see, when we see that, that, that problem there. Uh, uh, but God taking the way, it's ob ob it seems to me that that's the main thing, is that, is that the, when they wanted to hear what a prophet had to say, there wouldn't be one to tell them uh, whatever, time, uh, whatever time that would be. Verse 13, in that day uh, shall the fair virgins and young men faint, uh, for, faint for thirst. Uh, those that are young uh, and strong are going to faint for thirst. Thirst for the word of God. Uh, there's no prophets. There's no one uh, 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 to, to, to direct them, uh, to, uh, you know, to, uh, to, to rebuke them uh, for, their, uh, for their sin and uh, to point them back in the right, in, in the right direction. Uh, you know, Proverbs 29:18 is often misused. Uh, Proverbs uh, at, uh, at especially uh, uh, planning conferences of churches for their big programs for the year. You know, uh, 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 we know the beginning of the verse in Proverbs uh, uh, 29:18, where there is no vision, the people perish. You know, and then they'll go on for hours. You know, the pastor has a vision for a bus ministry, and he has he has a vision for you know for for a nursing home ministry, and you know God gave me a vision for this and a vision for that. Well. Uh, that's good if he did, I guess, but that's not what the vision's talking about here. The vision in Proverbs 28, 9:18 is, where there is no vision, the people perish, and now we get a clarification in meeting, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. The vision is the word of God. When we don't have the word of God, what happens? We perish, amen? And that, that, that's what happens. And that's the vision that, he's, that, 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 that the psalmist, or that, that, the, uh, that the proverb is talking about there. Uh, and... Uh, uh, God lifts his hand, silences his prophets for a while, uh, going to get spiritually weak. Uh, the spiritual thirst uh, is not going to be quenched, uh, is, is not going to be met. And, uh, and what, what, what a sad thing. Isaiah 40, 30, Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with the wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And God, uh, God will, uh, will, will, will help those that are seeking him. And then verse 14, be done with chapter 8. Uh, 
they that swear by the sin of Samaria and say, Thy God, O Dan, liveth, and the manner of Beersheba liveth, even they shall fall and never rise up again. So, of course, God is dealing with the northern kingdom, their form of worship, uh, the sin of Samaria, uh, the false gods that they had worshiping in Samaria. Remember, Ahab brought Baal worship in there. Jeroboam the first, of course, brought the calves to Dan and Bethel and such. And that's how they continued to worship. Those were their worship centers. And he says, he says that's going to end. Um, Beersheba's going to end. Uh, he, says, he says, even they shall fall and never rise up again. And, you know, it's interesting that after the captivities, now Israel, uh, uh, of course, today is secular uh, in, in their religion. They are not believing. They're, they are ungodly in their faith. We were talking about that with some after the service the other day. And, uh, but, there's a, the, but there's an interesting thing about Israel. Jeroboam built, made those calves, and they kept those things all through to the end. You, you read it time again, but they didn't depart from the sins of Jeroboam that northern, in that northern kingdom uh, from those calves. But after, after, the, after the, the captivities, uh, it, the northern kingdom to Syria, of course, Judah to, to Babylon, we don't see Israel making things and worshiping idols. Now, they got a lot of false religion, you know, but you don't see them making things and worshiping idols. And uh, God seems to have addressed that. <laughs> And they've got a long way to come. Uh, there will be a great awakening yet. Uh, but uh, God is doing things in his time and, and in the phases that he has ordained uh, that, he, that he will do them. So we can learn uh, from, uh, from God's people and God's prophets as he's working them uh, through time and, and bringing forth his purposes. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Amos. We thank you for his courage to to obey, to leave his, uh, his life and, and his, uh, uh, his, his, his time as a shepherd and to go and, and, and prophesy in the, in, in the northern kingdom there and uh, prophesy hard things and, God, uh, and to do it unashamedly. And we thank you for his confidence and boldness and I pray that you would help us, that we would be confident and bold as, uh, to share the gospel when you give us those opportunities to look for them. Uh, to endeavor to make them God and help, help us in that, give us wisdom in this day uh, in how to witness and uh, how to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves and, uh, and be getting the gospel out, be reaching out to those, to those that we can. And, and God, I thank you for this church. I thank you for, uh, for the word of God and, uh, and Lord, that we do have it. And Father, we can read it and our spiritual thirst can be quenched as we're seeking you. And we find, uh, as David did uh, this morning, that, uh, that our rains direct us in the night season. Uh, God, when those trials come, as we're praying and studying and learning your word, you bring, you bring to remembrance that which we need to guide us, that which we need to comfort us, that which we need to rebuke us, Father, that which we need to bring us that next step uh, closer to you and, and father we thank you and praise you for it please continue in that and help us lord uh to glorify your name father we pray and ask these things in jesus name amen